If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. It's episode 44 of Viking 360, and three Lady Viking soccer teammates have made their commitments to play in college. We'll look back at last week's hatchet game with a sit-down with Viking head coach Eddie Smolder. We'll look forward at one of the winter sports head coach Matt Smith and his wrestling team. And we'll also sit down with former Viking point guard, now playing at West Virginia State University, Jamison Hunt. Congratulations to Lady Vikings Soccer with three of their senior players announcing their collegiate choices. Olivia Gandy will be playing at Marshall University. Gracie Smith will be attending Fairmont State University. And Reagan Carpenter will be playing for Concord University. All right, welcome back. It's that Viking 360 joined now by Viking head coach Eddie Smolder. And coach, you have to be pleased uh, with the effort and the execution uh, your team put forward last week in the big win over Ravenswood. Yeah, it was a great win. You know, a team win. Our kids worked hard all week, and they were excited about it, and it showed, you know, on Friday night they played really well in all three phases of the game. I was excited and happy for our team, especially for our seniors, to, you know, beat Ravenswood. That was their fourth time, you know, beating Ravenswood, and that's, you know, six in a row for Ripley. Coach, you uh, look at the season. Uh, I'm sure you'll reflect back on it as you have time through the offseason. But, man, a lot of close calls, a lot of opportunities uh, that just didn't go the Vikings' way this year that did in 2018. Had you got a couple of those breaks, you'd probably be sitting in the playoffs this week. Yeah, you know, we were really competitive this year. and You know, we just ultimately came up a little bit short. Um, you know, we lost four games by a touchdown or less. and You know, it just seems like it wasn't meant to be. We – Worked hard all year and prepared hard all year and just came up a little bit short. But, you know, it was a great way to send our seniors out on a winning note. Coach, talk about those seniors as they just fought and battled all season long, even through adversity and injuries uh, that you guys faced throughout the season. And uh, they helped you uh, teach these underclassmen what's expected of them. Yeah, you know, they worked hard all year and, um, you know, kept fighting. And, you know, we were really competitive in most of our games. Um, you know, we lost 10 seniors or 10 starters from our 2018 team. So these guys um, contributed and, um, you know, gave us the opportunity to compete and, you know, become really close to making the playoffs. And, you know, sometimes in life you come up a little bit short. But, you know, they learned a lot and they grew and they got better as the season went on. I'm proud of them for that. Coach, I know you. You're a week into the offseason and you're already looking forward to 2020. Uh, what, uh, when you look at uh, forecasting into this offseason, I know you put a lot of stock in your, your weight program and your conditioning program through the offseason. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, right now we just took up equipment this week, Ryan, and, you know, it, it stinks not to be playing, you know, this weekend. Um, just trying to take it one day at a time right now. Like, our kids have weightlifting class with me, so they're already, you know, they haven't missed a beat lifting-wise. So they've lifted, you know, what, four days this week. And, um, you know, they're already starting to get stronger. 
you know, day by day. So, you know, the big thing is we just want to relax right now, enjoy the holidays, and, um, you know, when that time comes for the off season, we'll be ready to go. Coach, I know three people uh, within your household that will be happy to have you home now a little more often at night. Uh, talk about your family. What a support system they've been for you. Yeah, I mean, family is everything. And, um, you know, I've, I love them uh, with my whole heart. And, you know, it's time for me to enjoy the holidays, continue teaching right now, and, um, you know, enjoy my family time more so than I get to during football season because, you know, when season starts, it's a full-time commitment. You know, you teach all day, then you go to practice, and you have meetings with the coaches, and you watch film. It's, you know, it's six days a week uh, job. So, you know, they want they wanted us to make the playoffs just as bad as I did. But, you know, we came up short, and they're glad to, you know, have me home and, um, you know, be able to spend some time with them over the holidays. Coach, you reflect back on your time here at Ripley so far. What have you learned uh, from a coach and then also an alumni uh, over that time period and as you look forward to the future? Um, you know, it's been a great five years and, um, you know, really enjoyed my time wearing the blue and white. And the, the wins uh, mean so much more when you coach at your alma mater, but the losses hurt that much worse. Um, you know, we've developed a lot of great friendships that, from people that I didn't know, got to coach a lot of great young men. And, um, you know, I got a great coaching staff and the community has been really great about supporting the football program. So, you know, it seems it goes by fast. I can't believe it's been five years. And, um, you know, I hate that we didn't make playoffs this year. Our goal was to go back to back seasons. But, you know, like you said, Brian, we came up a little bit short. And that's the way life is sometimes. And that's the way the football bounces. Um, you know, our kids fought and battled, and I'm proud of them. And, um, you know, appreciate their commitment and the coach's commitment and you guys and Rube and, you know, Mark Martin, everybody that helps out um, our program in a lot of different ways. We appreciate all that support and, um, you know, it's it's been fun. Coach, uh, thanks for everything this year. You've always so accommodating to us and whenever we come in to bother you for interviews and uh, you always take time. You're always gracious. We appreciate that, Coach. And, uh, enjoy your family this uh, holiday season. And uh, next thing you know, it'll be August 2020, and we'll be talking Viking football again. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. This past Friday night, the Vikings finished their 2019 season on a high note with a decisive victory over cross-county rival the Ravenswood Red Devils. The Vikings started the scoring at the 8-11 mark in the first period, when senior tailback Cam Ramsey runs one in from 15 yards out. Brody Boyce's extra point was good, and the Vikings led early 7-0. At the 9-11 point in the second period, the Vikings added to that lead when Noah Westfall called his own number from one yard out, quarterback sneak, into the end zone. Brody Boyce's extra point was good. The Vikings increased their lead early in the first half, 14-0. Again in the second quarter, Noah Westfall connects this time with Austin Bogus from nine yards away. The extra point from Boyce was good, and at the half, the Vikings led 21 to nothing. A nearly scoreless third period before the Vikings cracked the seal on the scoring in the second half with 31 seconds remaining. Noah Westfall again into the end zone from one yard out, and a two-point conversion run from Country Roads ballooned the Vikings' lead to 29 to nothing. The scoring ended early in the fourth period at the 11.46 mark 
when Cam Ramsey again for the second time into the end zone, this time from three yards out, and Brody Boyce connects on the extra point. The final score held from that point in the ballgame, Vikings win at 36 to nothing. The Vikings outgained the Red Devils 305 to 122. The Viking defense stiffened in the second half, only surrendering 18 total yards to the Red Devils. Player of the game, Cam Ramsey, ended his Viking career on a big note. 18 carries for 140 yards and two touchdowns. Cam also added four and a half tackles and two interceptions on defense. Cam ended the season 36 yards away from 1,000 in 2019. The Vikings lead this century-old series that started in 1919 by a slim margin of 43-40-4. At home, the Vikings are 25-15-3, as well as improving the Hatchet series to 38-27. The Vikings now hold the third-longest winning streak in this series by winning six in a row from 2012 until present 2019. Ravenswood holds the record for the longest winning streak with a span of eight in a row from 1969 to 1976, and the Vikings sit in second place, winning seven in a row from 1985 to 1991. Before we put a bow on the 2019 season, let us say thank you one more time to 20 special guys who celebrated senior night last week. Brody Boyce, Isaac Robertson, Cam Ramsey, Austin Kay, Noah Westfall, Jacob Fowdy, Braden Nichols, Noah Scruggs, Hunter Sesteric, Austin Balgus, Dalton Adkins, Jaden Filial, Wyatt Cottrell, Levi Ray, Trey Jones, Gavin Blankenship, Adam Hill, Hunter Reynolds, Maximus Greeley Fay, and Austin Country Roads. From Rube and I, Thank you for all you've given this program, and we wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Viking wrestling just around the corner as it will get underway within the next couple of weeks. Mike Rubin sits down with head coach Matt Smith. He's been with the Viking wrestling program as head coach here at Ripley High for a decade now. Welcome to the microphone, Coach Matt Smith. Matt, thank you very much. No, no, Rip. Thanks, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's let's talk uh, personnel. And as we uh, mentioned in our in our pre-interview chat, uh, wrestling is a little bit different from other sports in that it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to have sixty guys out if they all weigh the same. So, tell us about your personnel this year. Uh, no, and in fact, in years past, we've had really, really good teams. That you know, even our teams that finished like runner up in the state, we only had fourteen guys on the, in the on the team and held fourteen weight classes. So. Um, this year we're a little heavier than that. We're right around 20, a little over 20. Um, guys, we're pretty spread out, so I think we'll be good as far as weight classes go. Um, the only end I'm worried about is 106 right now, but um, uh, there's a couple guys that are in there close. They're going to be – we'll see where they end up um, shaking out here. But, um, you know, overall I think we're in pretty good shape, and we've got quite a bit of our guys coming back from last year, which is always good. Um, we've got uh, 12 starters returning. Um, and actually, uh, Hunter Shesterik is a senior that didn't wrestle for us last year but started the year before. So when you add all those guys up, you got 13 starters back. Um, so uh, we're pretty good group, core group back. And then we've got some pretty good guys that come in that are I think are going to contribute too. So, so perhaps you answered that somewhat, but what are your expectations heading into uh, your 10th year with the program? 
Um, realistically, just keep making gains and strides. I think that um, our team overall, um, we've got a really solid group. Um, and um, early on um, in coaching, we had a lot of guys that were kind of proven right out of the gate, so you knew what to expect out of them. Um, and then we always had guys, of course, that um, you know picked it up and were, were able to finish high and things like that that um, quote-unquote come out of nowhere. But um, we've got a group of guys that are um, are – pretty solid top to bottom and there was a lot of guys last year that were real close to kind of breaking through and placing the state tournament and um, I really think that experience is going to really help them out and pay off this year um, so yeah I think I think we've got a much better team than we had last year because we do have that core group back and they've all got another year's experience and um, you know they're at this point in the season they're much better off than where we were even last year I think they're they're working harder they we've got a like I said before, we've got a real solid group. So. Coach, uh, in looking at your schedule, no one has ever accused you of ducking the opposition. <laughs> no. You play, you wrestle against the best teams that are out there in the state and beyond. So talk a little bit about this year's schedule. Uh, of course, we, we talked a little bit last year about the same thing, and we, we try to make it pretty tough on the guys. I want to make sure that they're, uh, they're getting the experience and everything that they need during the year in order to finish um, as high as they can at the end of the year. And if we just wrestle the same guys, the same teams, um, then you don't get to see the different um, different styles, different body types, different, um, you know, the tougher wrestlers and things like that. So um, we travel we travel to Ohio a couple times, um, both real tough tournaments, um, one in December, one in January. Um, we, uh, we wrestled Parkersburg South, who won the state tournament last year right out of the gate um, in a quad at their place. Um, we wrestle Huntington the next week and Cabell Midland, you know, that same um, week after that. We've got John Marshall thrown in there on the weekend. Um, we go to Wheeling Park. We just, we just kind of travel qu quite a different few play or quite a few places, try to get, um, try to see just about as many teams as we can in the state and then outside of a state a little bit to try to, um, like I said before, it's all about getting them prepared for the state tournament. So if they go into it in the regionals of the state tournament and they're, you know, they haven't won a match all year, but they're peaking at the right time and they go out, um, you can win, uh, I tell these guys, you can win six, seven matches and be a state champ, and that's all the matches you have to win all year. You know, so it's one of those things that uh, doesn't help for your seed as far as regionals go, but at the same time, um, if you're seeded last, you can still win the regionals, you can still go on the state tournament and win there. Um, so it's one of those things that um, records don't really matter, so I look at it and say, let's go get the best competition we can and get them prepared. And as I recall, uh, Coach, you have three uh, home events this year. Uh, beginning in in early December, we do. We wrestle. Uh, 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 we have point at the end of the year um, as our annual duel with them. Um, it's our place this year. We've got Huntington and GW at home. Um, that's our first one in December, um, and then in January, kind of in between those two, um, we've got Sissonville and Mahama coming um, to wrestle us here. So um, we got three three good matches here. Um, should be exciting. We've got. Um, more people will be inducted in the, to our Hall of Fame and things like that um, in our first match. Um, so it's something to really look forward to at the beginning of the season. Um, but look forward to having those teams in and, and, of course, competing against those guys and seeing where we're at. All right. Coach, thank you very much, and good luck in the upcoming season. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Rube. Rube, next Friday night, November the 22nd, the annual Blue and White Night, the Ripley High School and the Ripley Middle School Boys and Girls Team will put on an event at Ripley High School in the main gym. 
The cost is $10 per person. Kids under five get in for free. It will include all the festivities, plus Ruby will include dinner, which includes a hot dog, chips, baked beans, cookies, and a drink. And some fun activities going on there. They'll have a a dunk contest and a three-point shooting contest. Other activities that should be a fun evening to enjoy the Viking basketball program. Here's a conversation with Jamison Hunt. He'll be suiting up once again for the West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. Welcome back. It's that Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Viking, one of my favorites uh, of all time to suit up in the blue and white, uh, former point guard Jamison Hunt. Jamison, thanks for being with me. Hey, Brian. Uh, glad to be back on. Hey, buddy. Tell us what's going on, man. Uh, you're a redshirt sophomore now at West Virginia State and uh, – I think right now you set uh, number two in the depth chart as point guard down there. Tell us uh, how things are going. I know you guys had uh, two games this past weekend. Yeah, uh, started out the weekend 2-0 for the first time since I've been at State down here in the Earl Wood Classic. But beat Elizabeth City State the first day, and then we beat uh, Livingstone College the second day. So, yeah, like you said, um, kind of the backup point guard right now. Um, looking forward to playing a little bit more this year than last year. Uh, just p- being a freshman last year, uh, taking the tolls as a young player in the college. Uh, but it uh, looks like an exciting year for us. Uh, we got ranked four, tied for fourth in the preseason uh, Mountain East Conference poll. So hopefully we can do a little bit better than that, but looking forward to this season. Jameson, one thing about you that has always stood out to me is you've always been a team guy. No matter what is asked of you uh, by your coach, whether it be in high school or college, you do that, and you do that without complaining. You do that without making a big deal about it. Uh, and you made Ripley High School uh, a better basketball program because of it, especially uh, in your junior year. I believe you could have uh, lit the scoreboards up, but you were asked to lead the team. You did that, and you're doing that now, uh, whether it be in practice, whether it be uh, in the limited minutes that you've gotten so far. And to me, Jamison, in the team sport, uh, says a lot about you and who you are. Yeah, one of the things I really pride myself on in my game is uh, my passing and my unselfishness. Uh, I think teams are a lot harder to guard, especially in basketball, when you got five guys out there that are acting as one. And if you can get five guys on the same page, especially at the college level, then your team is going to be pretty difficult to guard. And that's what one thing I, I think I do a good job of is getting in the paint and looking for other players, kicking the ball out, uh, getting open shots for them. But, yeah, I really enjoyed my uh, junior year at Ripley. It's probably one of the uh, one of my favorite years at Ripley, uh, playing with Chase and Luke and uh, some of the other guys there. But, yeah, like you said, just uh, accepting the role is one of the big things that uh, young players need to do, uh, especially at the high school level and definitely the college level. I mean, pro athletes, they have their own roles and they accept those. So, my role was really just uh, giving the ball to Luke and Chase, and uh, that was the role that Coach Faulkner gave me, and I had to accept that role and do it to the best of my abilities. How big of a learning curve has it been from you going from high school to college? Uh, people don't realize, no matter what level of college you go to play, uh, everybody on that team was the best player on their team in high school. It is such a big jump. Talk about that, uh, how you dealt with that. Yeah, um, especially my first year. um, I thought playing AAU and stuff, going to Atlanta, Myrtle Beach, all these places, it was going to 
prepare me. And it, it did a little bit playing against uh, really good athletes, just like um, you play against the Capitals and uh, the Beckleys and the Huntingtons in high school. But in college, uh, and maybe, in, or I should say in high school, you may have that one or two players per team that's not really athletic. They kind of stick out a little bit. But in college, you really don't have that. Uh, you have everyone's uh, everyone's player from high school the best player from that team is so now you got five guys who are really good and um, athletic and stuff and there's there's really not a weakness but um my first year that was basically my the learning curve that I had to take was just getting used to the speed of the game and the athletes uh especially since we press a lot um our athleticism shows out a little bit more and now uh now that I'm a red shirt sophomore uh, my third year here things have really slowed down and uh, my confidence has went to another level in practice and scrimmages and games now and so um, it's fun to see the progress that I've made and um, where I can go two years from now as well. Jameson you're kind of an old soul man even when you were in high school I I remember interviewing you and asking you uh, and I asked most of the kids this what are you listening to before you run out onto the floor and uh, what kind of gets you hyped up and you looked at me straight face and said well I don't really listen to music a whole lot uh, especially before a game and that's unusual uh, you're a coach's kid and I think you're a guy who aspires to be a coach one day uh, but you're more cerebral player more so maybe than an emotional player is that fair to say yeah um, just like a lot of guys on our team uh, when they're playing they like to talk to you um, kind of talk a little smack but I'm really not that type of player. I kind of just go out there and do my thing, kind of stay to myself. Yeah, like you said, uh, I still don't barely listen to any music before I play a game. Just I just kind of try and focus on the game, try and remember the scouting report and stuff like that. And um, some may view it as backwards, but uh, I guess that's just me. (laughs) You you aspire to be a coach still? Is that something that I know you talked about at one point? Yeah, um, some people have tried to talk me out of it, but. I feel like that's uh that's what I want to do. Um, I'd like to be a college coach one day, um, maybe maybe high school. I'm not really sure yet on that, but um, definitely want to be a coach as I graduate from college and move on with my life. Well, you have a lot of connections. Your dad was a college coach. You obviously have uh, Coach Faulkner, who's coaching college now. Uh, a guy that in my estimation will have a head coaching job in college at some point. Uh, so you certainly have avenues to help you uh, once you get out of college to possibly pursue that. Yeah. That's one thing um, is pretty fortunate for me wanting to be a coach. And um, since my dad had, he had coached at uh, AB uh, state where I'm at now uh, at Marshall and, then even just being in high school when you talk to other college coaches for recruiting purposes and that uh, it really gives me advantage. And um, Coach Poor, as he's told us before, getting started in a new job, it's not really about what you know starting out. It's more about who you know. So I'm glad to um, have those connections and hopefully use that to get me started in my career. Your family's really close. Jameson, you guys uh, do a lot together, spend a lot of time together. How important have your mom and dad and your sister been to you throughout your career? Um, I mean, they've kind of been that rock for me. I mean, um, whether it's whether I'm at Ripley playing or whether I'm at State, I, I, I can always count on them to 
be at my games. And um, if I had a bad game in high school, I'd, you know, I'd talk to my dad about it and mom and sister be there to support me. And uh, that's one thing that's never changed. And hopefully the, it will never change and they'll always be there for me. And um, I'm really proud to have the family that I do have and pretty fortunate to have them as well. Now you're a really good student. Tell us about school. How's uh, how are the classes going for you? Uh, pretty good right now. Uh, overall, I've had a 3.82 GPA, and earlier in my, um, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year, I was going for a math minor, and I took two pretty really hard uh, math classes. Ended up getting two C's, the first C's I've ever gotten. But um, I'm ended up uh, just doing a wellness education major which is a uh, PE and health uh, K through 12 and so I'm basically taking a lot of sports studies uh, classes and a lot of education classes and I've got all A's and O's so last semester I finished with a 4.0 and I've been on the dean's list every semester so um, that's one thing Ripley prepared me for is uh, the academics uh, taking those harder classes in high school and um it's really been beneficial to me as my study habits and preparing me for the college uh, education experience. Jameson, thanks for the time, buddy. We wish you nothing but the best uh, throughout this year. We'll keep uh, in touch with you and uh, hope to see your role expand a little bit down there at West Virginia State as the season wears on. I appreciate it, Brian. Uh, thanks for your time as well. That'll do it for episode 44 of Viking 360. We'll take a couple of weeks off as we get through the Thanksgiving season. We'll return with episode 45 in early December as we preview Viking winter sports. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.